Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Thursday, December 14th, 2017. This is episode 176, Stage Fright and Performance Anxiety. Among the many things that students need to learn in any arts-based environment, this particular topic is absolutely in the top 10. There is a case that could be made that it could be the most important of all things, yet many teachers, many instructors, parents, people who are simply older and more experienced do not spend enough time addressing this with students. I can't tell you how many times in my career how many students have been terrified of going on stage. And I'm not using the term, I can't tell you, because I do know. I'm telling you that I can't tell you because I don't know. I've been guilty of this as well. And for the longest time, I didn't broach this subject with students. I didn't talk with them and explain to them how do we control our nerves? How do we prepare? What do we do when we get up on stage? What do we do when we feel like we're going to completely freak out? I can tell you the time you don't have this conversation minutes before the person's about to go on stage. That's not the time. And the reason it's not the time is by that point, the brain has completely taken over that person's emotional and mental state. And there's going to be very little you're going to be able to do at that particular point to help the person in need. You'll be able to do a little bit, but not as much as you can get accomplished if you address the issue well in advance. It comes down to preparation. Speaking about stage fright and performance anxiety is Every bit is as important for the performance as the notes that are going to be sung or played. Every bit is important as the lines that need to be recited in the play or the musical. Every bit is important as the makeup and the costumes. I remember having a student once who was in fifth grade 
and she was extremely apprehensive about playing a musical instrument. This was in September. She really wanted to play the flute, but she said to me, Mr. R, I have incredible stage fright. I am beyond terrified of going on to the stage because I feel like everybody is looking at me. What happens if I mess up? What happens if I make the mistake that ruins the entire performance? I start shaking uncontrollably. I feel like I'm going, I feel nauseous. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I remember her having this conversation with me. And I didn't broach the subject. She did. And this got me to thinking about this topic. And since I had this conversation with this student, I said to myself, my goodness, all these years, there are probably so many students that had this same feeling and I never addressed it. Well, for starters, your students need to feel comfortable enough to admit something like this. Because to a lot of students, this is embarrassing. And there are some people that are going to come right out and say, I'm not going on that stage. I'll do all the rehearsals. I can't go on that stage. That's not for me. I've had students say that to me bluntly and directly. I'll be happy to sing in the chorus, but I don't do stages. 99 times out of 100, something has happened in that student's life to cause this type of behavior. More often than not, something occurred in a public situation which caused embarrassment and fear. And it's been something that the, the, the child has carried with them up to this point. Now, part of life can sometimes be conquering your fears. Sometimes we never get past some of those fears. As an example, I am terrified of the water. I cannot swim. I am scared to swim. I am just not interested. There's nothing about the water that interests me in the slightest bit. Am I completely and fully aware that if I were to throw, be thrown into water, I could drown? I am fully aware. I know the consequences that could occur if you throw me into a 10-foot body of water. I'm probably going to drown. For me, it's one of those risks I'm willing to take because I am petrified of going into the water. I'm also not a huge fan of heights. Now, I've gotten a little bit better with that because I do enjoy climbing mountains. I mean, nothing crazy like Mount Everest or anything, but I do enjoy hiking and I do enjoy being able to get that magnificent, magnificent, magnificent sight where you can see an entire landscape and get some gorgeous pictures. So I've 
gotten over that fear a little bit. So everybody has those different types of fears. I have, in my cases, I have looked for things on the internet to try to help me with getting over some of those fears. Now for a typical 10 year old, that's not necessarily so easy to do. And in that case, the student needs the guidance of an adult. They need someone they can trust. And the only reason that student spoke up was because she absolutely trusted me. Because again, it's not something that people always feel comfortable discussing. So how do we get over stage fright? How do we get over this anxiety we have being put into public forums? There are too many things for me to, to possibly list because some of them go way beyond what we as teachers and parents might be able to provide. There are some situations in which the, the, the student may actually need to, to get some therapy and see a specialist to discuss the issue. But here are a few tips I can definitely pass along to you which are going to only help. First of all, students have to be prepared. They have to be prepared. And I can't even start to imagine the number of times that teachers are thrusting kids into performance situations and they're simply not ready. I can tell you right now, I'd be nervous as a professional going into a situation where we're not ready to do a piece of music. I remember years ago that I played in a band and the band was grossly unprepared to perform and I was very nervous and I've been doing this for a long time. My solution to this was very simple. I did the performance, conducted myself like a professional and never played with the group again. Because for me, to have somebody be that incompetent and throw music onto a stage and be so oblivious that the musicians were not prepared and ready to go, that's not fair to anybody. So I start off by saying, make sure if you are a music teacher that your musicians are prepared. If they're not prepared, they shouldn't be performing. <laughs> this goes along with things like recitals. I don't believe in doing recitals for my students in my private studio. I never have and I never plan on it because it adds undue anxiety. What there, there are a lot of teachers, what they will do, I guess it's to validate the reason for 
uh, what they do and why they're getting paid as much as they are getting paid. But I've always viewed those piano recitals so often as just being a whole slew of kids who are just giant packages of nerves. And the poor parents often are left with dealing with this and they don't know what to say. And it's really unfair to the parents when a teacher puts a child in that situation. So if you're gonna do something like recitals, especially I would say musical recitals, the dance recitals not as much, but the musical recitals, specifically like piano recitals, my goodness, I mean, we have kids that they don't know how to control their nerves and they can blank out, they can space out on the stage and that could really scar them for life. And it's not right. So if someone is going to do this, they need to be prepared. That's key. Now, other reasons that students will ha have stage fright or performance anxiety. The music which has been selected or the play or whatever the act is, is simply too difficult. Don't pick things that are challenging to the point that the group is potentially going to sound bad. No one enjoys that. I cannot stand when people pick things that are so difficult, you know there's a strong chance of failure at the performance. Not a good idea. Other ways of dealing with stage fright, performance anxiety. You need to dedicate a rehearsal or two, perhaps more, and talk with the students about it. I always say to my students, I am here for you. You need to trust me. You need to know that I would never put you in a situation in which you're going to be set up to fail. Saying these types of words to a student is huge. Students need reinforcements. They need to know that everything is going to be okay. They also need to know that if this is a major problem, they need to speak to you privately about it. And know that they're not going to be judged. Now, the next thing which is a great way to help students coping with stage fright and performance anxiety is to get them performing for either their peers or groups of people. As an example, you're having a band rehearsal in school. 
Invite some teachers to come in and watch the rehearsal. Invite students, perhaps they're having lunch at that particular time, to come in and watch the rehearsal. If you've got a small choral ensemble, bring them somewhere in the school. Have them perform right there in the lobby. Have them do a flash mob situation where they're walking right into a classroom. I did that with one of my choruses not too long ago where we performed a song in class. It was an a cappella tune. We sounded amazing. And I said, okay, we're gonna go perform. And they said, what? And I didn't even give them time to get nervous. I said, we're gonna go right into the band director's room and we're gonna perform for them right now. They didn't even have enough time to even think about freaking out. We just went and we did it. They were a teeny bit apprehensive at first, but then they got into it. And then they looked at me when we got back in the room, they said, wow, that wasn't so bad. Have you ever done that before? These are the types of things that help people. They allow them to confront their fears. And when a person realizes that they can get over their stage fright or any other type of anxiety like this, if they see it through the performing arts, then perhaps they'll be able to apply it in other ways and say, wow, you know, I was able to get past that. Maybe I can do bigger and better things. Maybe I'm not okay anymore with just being the background prop, if you will, in the play. Maybe I do want to be one of the lead actors or actresses. Maybe I'm not okay with being the third trumpet anymore. I want to have a solo. Maybe I don't just want to be buried back in the alto section. I want to take that piece of music and that opportunity to be able to shine and have people hear my great voice that nobody's ever heard before. These are the steps that need to be taken. Not this outdated nonsense of imagine everyone in their underwear. Because all that type of advice does is it, it's, it's a distraction. Now I have said to students before, find a spot somewhere on the wall. Maybe you're looking at the clock or you're looking at something that's not moving and sing to it. For instance, when I sing the national anthem, this is something I still do to this day. Whenever I sing the national anthem, I sing to the flag, which I think is only appropriate. I face the flag and I sing to it, always. I always try to find where the flag is. So then when I have performed in front of 10,000 people before, I don't have to worry about all those people watching me. It's just me singing to the flag. And to a lot of people who are watching, they look at it as being a, a patriotic thing as well. Where I'm not making the performance about me, I'm making it about what the song is supposed to be about. So yes, you can focus on specific objects and cause distractions for your brain. That's fine, but you're still not addressing the main issue at hand. 
And when we can do that and get control of our emotions and our mental state, then we're on the road to success. Then people are going to truly appreciate every component of the performing arts that much more. And they're not going to want to go into seclusion. They're not going to feel this need to hide behind others. No, they're going to get right up there and with pride and with confidence and just outright perform. Stage fright and performance anxiety are major, major problems. So after hearing today's podcast episode, what are you going to do about it.